Hey, Malik, I got a scary joke for you. Knock, knock. Uh, uh, okay, uh, who's there? Boo. Boo who? Stop crying, bitch! Welcome back to another episode of Boo, It's a Podcast. Oh, I thought, were you asking me, <laughs> for me to something? Was that like an alley-oop that I missed? Was no, I uh, to say my that? brain kind of paused for a second there. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, welcome. I know we've been on hiatus. We did like we do like one massive episode with like our biggest guest, the voice actor who played Chowder. No offense, all of our other great guests. But uh, yeah, but like we had the voice actor who plays Chowder. And then we're just like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to go on break. Well, to be fair, we did have like a lot going on. There was, like, there was quite a and, bit like, going vacations. on because originally, you know, we just kind of, we I forget what happened the first week. For some reason, the first week. Oh, the first week I, w- I had to pack for, uh, no, wait, the first week we just decided to skip. The second week I had to pack because I went on vacation to Disney. And then yeah. the third week. I got back from Disney, so I didn't want to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, we, we just got lazy. But you know what? We're gonna, we're not gonna be lazy for you guys anymore. Hod's officially back. We're kicking off with boo. It's a podcast. One of my favorite times of the year. This is gonna be one of my favorite traditions if we keep doing this show like later in the year, like in the years to come. Like I, I, I get so excited for. I love like, doing Halloween boo. It's a scene. podcast, dude. I cannot wait to edit that fucking spooky music again. Uh, oh my god, so I love good. that yeah, it's, spooky it's, it's music. All, it's all about the spooky music, man. I, I can't, I'm so excited. I love that. I love that. I, that was like the. I I remember searching for that last year, and I was just like, I need some spooky music, and it needs to be like unlicensed music, you know, because we can't yeah. be hit with any sort of copyright or anything like that. So it's like, um, you know, I'm scrolling through Audio Jungle, and uh, I just happened to find this one. Or I was, I I think I went through like. More than ten. There was I, I had a, like pages worth that I was going yeah. through, um, until I finally stumbled upon that one. I was just like, "That's it. That's the one." <laughs> I sent it to you, and you were like, "That's the one." <laughs> so I think, I'm trying to think like what's like some good like horror topics we can talk about. And I just want to say like what. Uh, so I want to ask you this: What like classic horror monster? Do you think that like you could just beat their ass? Like you think they're a pushover? Like what horror monster do you think? No, I'd I'd whoop their ass. Dracula. Really? I was also thinking Dracula. <laughs> he just he seems just... like the easiest one because Frankenstein <laughs> yeah. has like superhuman strength, and then yeah. a were- werewolf is a fucking werewolf. <laughs> like I does like to be fair, doesn't like in the OG book like Dracula turn into like a dragon or something? <laughs> he might. I mean, you read the OG book, so I don't. I re- I, never, I didn't finish it. I read like part of it, oh, and I was really? like, and I was like, crap. Yeah, I didn't finish it, but like, uh, but I was like, dang, I, I kind of swore he like turns to a dragon or something. But he yeah, might. no, like, I, I feel like drag. I feel like Dracula and like vampires in general are like probably the most manageable <laughs> vampires like, in general. <laughs> yeah, vampires in general are like probably the most like. There's our episode title right there. Are probably the most like <laughs> manageable like monster. I feel like because like what like. When, like they're we are they have so many weaknesses to exploit sunlight holy water garlic. can't cross like 
Yeah, garlic. Can't. Oh, I like. Oh, a I'm fucking going to wooden drink. steak. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to drink your blood. Like, ding ding. Is that the pizza guy? Oh, oh you're screwed. <laughs> like, Pulls you out know? a whole clove of garlic. It's like here you go. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's get like away they from me. can't enter the house unless they're invited. Like, come on. Like, I. It's like you know. Like, that there's rule this was always so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You're a monster. Just fucking barge into that place. You don't need my permission. <laughs> oh my god, nah, vampires gotta have mannerisms, you know. Like, but like, it's just, it's so funny, like to me, like just like vampires are like, you know, werewolves. Well, I may I think... be a monster, but I'm not ruled. <laughs> <laughs> like werewolves, I think actually have like a solid, like you know, like thing where it's like, okay, like they're feral. They don't die in sunlight, but they're like a problem at night. And also, like you know, I don't know where I have any silver. I don't know if I have any silver in my house. Like, yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, you know, I actually do have silver that was left down to me by my grandma. But like, other than that, it's like I don't know how to melt that shit into a fucking bullet or anything. Like, Grandma Ford, werewolf hunter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were. Us Fords back in the day. Yeah, man. you're hunting down werewolves and stuff. But yeah, no, like I think like yeah, like vampire like vampires are pushovers, man. Like yeah, we're gonna very much upset the vampire like audience we have. They like, like we're gonna get some angry emails like bull, how dare those hides a podcast. <laughs> is, it, is it like racist that we that like whenever we do vampire accents it goes to Eastern European? Isn't that, is that like a prop? That's like uh, is a it? Transylvanian action, accent, isn't is, it? I, I don't know. Like, what kind of vampires are we talking about? It's like Dracula. We're talking about, you know, we're talking Edward well, Cullen. We were, we we were talk- talking Dracula. True. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I was like, is it like a, I was, sparkly vampires? See, okay. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite things about, like, just the whole Twilight phenomenon is watching Robert Pattinson shit on Twilight. <laughs> Really? Even Robert, yeah. Oh no, it's the funniest thing. Cause like he'll be like in interviews. Like it was like during the press tours for the movies, and then like there was one bit that really got me when like you know the one D was asking because I think Breaking Dawn was coming out. He's like, so there's like so one thing that made sense to me uh, that didn't make sense to me in Twilight Vampires was this, and Robert Pattinson goes, "There's a lot in Twilight that doesn't make sense." That <laughs> 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 did not care. That oh my great. god he's just robert Pattinson. Is, we gotta get robert Pattinson on the show he's a shit post he would love to be on hot i feel like <laughs> this I, is a I petition like this would be his place you know yeah total, robert Pattinson total would major be great. celebrity after the batman would totally have a fitting in this fucking like d-list podcast that doesn't well, even we have, have advertisements well a friend of ours uh, Bar- uh barico wookie uh, aka camilla um she uh she was um chilling apparently robert Pattinson was at a bar right around the corner from her <laughs> he was just oh, so there. we got connections now huh yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, <laughs> but apparently Robert Pattinson, he's all, like, I feel like he would be a great guest to get because he's all, he is a shit poster. Like the man after the Batman went to um, Con- he went to Pete Davidson's bar and purposefully played Kanye West music. Like the man, <laughs> the man is wait, such Pete a Davidson ship. has a bar. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know he had one. What are you planning, Tyler? <laughs> You just went interesting. He just doesn't seem like a guy that would own a business ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last oh person God. that I expect to own a business. <laughs> uh, uh, another question I was going to ask. What was, uh, what's like, you ever had like uh, something you enjoy, like a show or a game that just like turned out a, turned into a horror out of nowhere and and it just did it very well because I I think I have one that I think you're gonna very much agree with me on that's um Halo Combat Evolve 
when yeah, you first oh meet God. the when you first meet the flood, still, and you're like, whoa, whoa. I still remember back in the day. It was like 2005 because me and my brother, me and Brandon, we got like the Xbox late. You know, we got Xbox hmm. handed down to us when our uncle got an Xbox 360, and he gave us his old Xbox, so that gave us the chance to play Halo and Halo Two. Well, we played Halo mm. late at night. Uh, our room at the time was up in the attic. Like, it was a finished attic with, like, carpeting and stuff like that. It was all made to be a room, pretty much, you know? So we're, we're up in the attic, and it's fucking, it's late as shit. All the lights are off, and we get to the part with the flood. We had no idea what we were about to expect. So we're going into this, and we're like, man, what the fuck happened to all of our guys here? This is crazy. And then the flood came out, and we were like, oh, we're spraying. We're like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and, like, you're, like, running. It's you're in this big area, but there's, just, like, all these fucking monsters come at you. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. And, like, it's, like, I love horror where it's just, like, you, I, I, it's, a, it's a tired horror trope. But there's something about, like, oh, like, the lost radio message, and you hear them being attacked over the radio, and you're like, oh. Oh no! Oh <laughs> yeah, it's, how, it's how you always like, know yeah. that some shit's going down. You know, you're like, I, I there's like so many things that I can think of that have a radio broadcast of somebody like, oh, they're coming after us! Oh! and then like the radio pans out, and you're like, <laughs> oh shit, what am I dealing with here? <laughs> um, I think I'm trying to think what's one of my favorite like um one of my favorite uh tropes of that um. I think Arkham Arkham did a really good version of it where you heard like where you hear like the screams and it goes statically. I yeah. can't remember who it was with. I just remember going like, "Oh crap, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with some crap later on." I think one of my favorite instances of that, like you know, like the radio transmission gone wrong though. I think besides Arkham was uh, at the Mountains of Madness, the book, because yeah. like, do you know the premise of At the Mountains of Madness? Uh no. You may it's have like told an me, Arkham, but I so Oh, true shows you listen, but like in At the Mountains of Madness, like the it's about like this Arctic expedition is like journeying through like Antarctica, I believe, and they like and like the t- the party like splits up, like the expedition splits up, and they form a camp like way out in the Arctic, and the other, and the other camp stays back. The other um, camp radios back up ahead saying, hey, we found these creatures. We've never been seen before. This is such an amazing discovery. And he keeps like radioing over the next couple days. Like, hey, like I found this. I found out this about them. Uh, they're kind of like a plant hybrid creature. And then for the next like few days, nothing. Radio <laughs> silence. Nothing. And I'm just like, bro, bro. <laughs> like, just like it was such a cool. Like, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that like. That trope in horror can be so useful and so effectful if, like, if if done like that, you know. A horror trope that I really enjoy is a is a good old who done it type situation. Oh, like, who done it's are great. Like, like the thing, you know, you 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 don't know who to trust. Like, yep. I think that's great. I love I love stuff like that. People keep telling me that I should watch Scream because I Scream I think is probably like the oh, mo- one of the dude. most like popular. Like, I just watched the first one seen- the other day. And mm. my God, that was my first time watching it. Matthew Lillard's performance in that movie is phenomenal. Like that's all I hear. Like I've, I've he never seen really a plays a psychopath like really well. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm trying to think what's another like great like who done it. I, I I heard I know I heard bodies 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 was was a fun slasher as well. I've never seen that, that one. It, it just came out. It's Pete Davidson um and Lee Pace and their new horror movie. Oh, that reminds me. Um. 
so I'm a big Percy Jackson fan. Um, guess who got cast as Medusa uh, for uh, Percy Jackson? Who? I was gonna. I thought you were gonna uh, talk about the Edge casting. No, but that's also amazing too. Oh my God, Edge is playing Ares, God of War. <laughs> but um, Max from Black Sails is playing Medusa. Um, oh, um, yes, yeah, the girl, okay. The girl, the the, girl, yeah, the girl the who night. like, yeah, who stole <laughs> all the money and like you know ended up in like a throuple with like Max. that is awesome. Like, oh, not, not Max. Yeah, she's gonna play Medusa. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. She's gonna she's gonna kill that role. That's gonna yeah, be great. it sucks as if it's the book. Then you know, Medusa only is in like one part of the book. But now I'm like, dang it, it got such a great actress for such a small role. I you know, because they encounter Medusa in the book and they kind of have fight her off. I'm like, dang, it, now I want Medusa to come back because like that's so awesome. <laughs> I um, what you call it? One one of my favorite things about horror is psychological horror. Like, I, and mm. I'm not talking like like when you really fuck with somebody's mind. That's <laughs> where I'm like, all right, I enjoy this. It's part of the reason why Evil Dead 2 is my favorite horror movie of all time, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, um, and I know I said last year it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I've really thought about it over the year that I've been really delving into horror, and I gotta go with Evil Dead 2. Um, but, like, Evil Dead 2, the scene, you, have you seen Evil Dead 2? I have not. Oh, dude, that's... That movie's so good. I highly recommend watching it's, it. Yeah, it's all good. I, 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 if you want to go and spoil, good. Like I miss, I miss my opportunity. There's a great scene where there's a great scene where because the whole movie is, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna put a spoiler warning or anything like that because this movie's from the fucking '80s. If you haven't seen it yet, you're not mm. going to, um, or <laughs> you're gonna get around to it at some point. But you know, I'll probably, just, I'll probably forget about the spoiler by the time I watch. Yeah. It. Exactly. So the whole movie is about basically um, Bruce Campbell's character, Ash. He takes this girl to to a cabin in the woods uh, for a weekend, a weekend getaway. And um, I think in the first movie he goes with his friends. But in the second movie, it's like a the second movie is like a redo of the first movie. Like they remade it pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. But he takes his girlfriend up to a cabin in the woods for the weekend. And. He ends up reading like this. This cabin was once the. It, it actually, I think it is still currently the home of uh, a professor who was studying the dark arts of the Necronomicon, and you know Bruce uh, like Ash reads the Necron or he's looking at the Necronomicon while listening to a tape of the professor talking, and it awakens the demons. Because uh, I think mm. I, I think either he reads it aloud or the professor reads it aloud. I can't remember. I think it's the professor. The professor reads reads it aloud and awakens demons inside the house. And, like, they kill... The demons kill his girlfriend, and he's the only one left in this cabin up until the professor's daughter shows up later in the movie. We're, we're not at that part yet. But um, there's a great scene where he's in the house, and everything in the house is alive and just, like, fucking with him constantly. And mm. he gets to a point where... Uh, he's like, it, it's a really famous scene in Evil Dead 2 where he looks up at a at a, he, a, a head of a deer that's mounted on the wall and the deer's laughing at him and he's just laughing back at it. You can see the psychological damage this is causing him. Like, see, stuff I, like that I wonder I if that's a re- I wonder if that's like a Get Out ref, because have you seen Get Out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this, I wonder if that's if that was a reference then from Get Out when, like, he's looking at the deer head on the wall, like, and he's, like, losing his fucking mind. <laughs> he could have been referencing that movie. I mean, Evil Dead yeah, 2, fucking... it, it's so weird because, like, Evil Dead as, a, as like, um, 
as a movie, even the first one, it was like, it was something that nobody ever expected. It's the story behind it is actually really cool. It was like four college students that actually got like they they pitched an idea for a movie and a producer like just completely put his faith into them, gave them like $300,000 to shoot it. And they just found a random ass cabin in the woods and fucking filmed a horror on like anything anybody <laughs> saw <laughs> before. And it was, it took off obviously because, you know, we got three, we got three evil dead movies and then there's an evil dead show. And then there was a remake in 2013. So like, you know, obviously it took off, <laughs> but there's Hearing that has me so curious. I'm sorry, good. I was gonna say in the show Ash versus Evil Dead, um, the best season is season two, where um, there's actually a bit of time where Ash is locked in an insane asylum, and the the big bad I forget the big bad's name of the season, but like he's like he's like the head demon pretty much, and um, he's just fucking with them like entirely. But you actually genuinely start to believe if Ash actually thinks that he's stopping these demons, or if it's just all in his mind. It's like the Moon Knight trope. Um, but they yeah. did it first. So, I, I was like, I, that, that season's so good. I love that season. This has me considering, like, what is my favorite type of horror? And I actually, I'm not sure. You know, because, like, I know that, like, I like body horror, but there were certain... I was talking to Vanessa about this the other night, um, how, like, I, 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 w- I wasn't entirely sure what the definition of body horror was. Because when I imagine body horror, I imagine just, like, grotesque, like, mutations or just, like, doing, like, weird, like, shit with bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. But then, like, I remember I said that, like, I don't like grisly, hyper-realistic um gore you know gore that's like a t- tempting to like make you puke you know and yours i, I would realized... say it gets to you're you're a fan of it to a fault like i feel like when they get to things like fingers and toes is when you start to freak out <laughs> i i see like i'll squirm and like squint my eyes but i can watch it i don't want to yeah. like i'm a friend of ours a friend of ours talking about like oh like there's this movie where a guy cuts a cat in half with hedge clippers. I don't want to watch that. That I just will not watch. Like that's yeah. type of stuff I don't want to see. You know, um I, I uh yeah, I like you know, stuff like a Serbian film. I'm like don't look up Serbian film. Like I'm not watching that, <laughs> no. Um but like, you know, I like but like I love stuff like um uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, like, because I always thought that was, like, I looked up the definition of body horror is just, like, a violation of, ex- of expect, a gross violation or grotesque violations of bodies and shit. You would enjoy thought, Hellraiser. Okay, like, that works. Everyone keeps telling me that. Everyone keeps telling me that I am that I would be a huge Hellraiser. I haven't watched watch the original Hellraiser, but I did watch the new one that they made for Hulu. That one was pretty good. Yeah. I actually enjoyed that everyone's one. Tell, everyone's telling me I would enjoy Hellraiser. I th- it's funny, like I looking back, my favorite like horror movie is like John Carpenter's The Thing because like you say like you like psychological, well, I guess it kind of is the psychological aspect of that movie that is like the it main is. like draw of it. Remember when I showed you it? It's like you know, yeah, there's a giant horrifying alien monster eating people, you know, or, or like us absorbing people. But the real horror is, oh my god, Tyler, I've known you for so many years, and you seem the same you seem normal but you there is a very good Deep chance down, that you're not monster, him. and yeah. that's a very 
yeah, that's that's a very like scary thought, you know, of like, oh shit, like you might not be my best friend. Like I know the scene where like the one guy's like, I've known him for years. Like I, that, that that it was him. Like you know, he's just like he can't take the fact, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, I got to rewatch that thing for this holiday season. Same um, here. There's for, a uh, there's for, a good case of psychological horror is also the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because the way I've heard, yeah you've been singing that one's praises the way that that woman gets treated in that movie they don't just kill her or anything like that like the play the ultimate goal is to kill her but they invite her to dinner and by dinner I mean like cutting up their friends and eating them um. Good or Lord. cutting up her friends and eating them. So she already does like wants no part of this for obvious reasons. Um, but like on top of that, they have this they have this uh, grandfather who's like really old and decrepit. You get like this. I, I, the, you're pretty much convinced that this dude is dead in a fucking wheelchair already. <laughs> like, but he's the guy's somehow alive. And um, like the, just the fucking like. The, the amount of screaming and shit that she go that she puts out in the movie is just like you could tell she is getting fucked with mentally the entire time. And then they just to make matters worse, they fucking bash her head with a hammer. <laughs> um, did you see it's, did it's you see insane. the gameplay? Did you see the gameplay for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game? I did. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I like the grandpa's actually like the hub point for the killers and he yeah. can like um uh point out where people are for you and shit like that. Um for my little celebration of the season, I actually picked up a new Star Wars book. Uh, but not just any Star Wars book, I picked up Death Troopers, which is a very like it's a it's a zombie story. But Star uh, Wars. Uh, um, I know whose recommend yeah. recommendation you took for that one, didn't you? Uh, possibly. I just, I've always was interested. I don't. Someone uh, okay. probably in the friend group probably mentioned it, but like probably. But um, the uh, the synopsis when the Imperial prison barge purged temporary home to 500 of the galaxy's most ruthless killers, rebels, scoundrels, and thieves breaks down a distant part of space. Its only hope appears to lie with a star destroyer found drifting and seemingly abandoned. But when a boarding party from the purge is sent to scavenge for parts, only half of them come back, bringing with them a horrific disease so lethal that within hours, nearly all aboard the purge die in ways too hideous to imagine. And death is only the beginning. The Purge's half-dozen survivors will do whatever it takes to stay alive, but nothing can prepare them for what lies waiting aboard the Star Destroyer, for the dead are rising, soulless, unstoppable, and unspeakably hungry. Oh. And, like, the cover, the cover too, is just, like, a stormtrooper with, like, a cracked, like, helmet, and you see, like, the rotting zombie flesh with yellow eyes underneath and shit, and they're, like, covered in blood. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I... I remember the uh, the OG cover I actually thought was a lot more like that's horribly evocative where it was like a hook going through a stormtrooper's eye hole and coming out the other and the trooper's head was just hanging from it. Yeah. I'm like, bro. So, yeah, I'm excited to delve into this one for this season. Another reason why I enjoy Evil Dead 2 is not just for the psychological horror aspect that they show in that one scene, but it's the fact that, like, you know, in any sort of horror movie, there's... Oh, there always seems to be a pattern. There's like, there's the, the, the happen, what's happening at the time, which is like, you know, usually a killer is coming after somebody and stuff like that. They're scared to death until finally they hit a breaking point where they realize that they need to fight back and they usually end up getting mm. the upper hand on the killer. Um, Ash isn't like that. Ash is like almost completely <laughs> opposite. Ash gets so fucked with to the point where he wants to fight back, but they they constantly remind you that he's just a human. <laughs> like mm. and he ends up fucking up a lot. Like he'll he'll <laughs> like fucking he'll go like uh 
let me think of a prime example here. He'll like he'll like fight off his own like he cut off his own hand and the hand ends up getting possessed. He almost lost that fucking fight to his own hand. Like, <laughs> I remember <laughs> seeing that, yeah. Yeah, like the thing about Ash is that he's just it's it's kind of goofy too. Like that like the way Ash is, he's just a goofy character and I think that's really cool to see in a horror movie because mm. like you know it wants to be a horror movie, but there's that lighthearted bit of comedy in there too, you know. See, I had a similar. There's a similar reason why I love Resident Evil Village so much because, like, Ethan Winters, I adore as a protagonist because he's such like a fucking. Um, he's such a fucking. He's a dumb. He's a himbo. He's he's a he he's is. a he's a guy who's going through so much, but he still finds time to joke. He's also kind of dumb, which I love because there's a bit where in the first start of the game where you first go into the village and you go into like a house that's like horribly ransacked, blood everywhere, food still on the stove, and Ethan just goes. Maybe they just stepped out for a walk. And I'm like, sure, Ethan. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, they did that. There's another great bit where you're like on like the third um lord and like the the fish guy and you have to like solve like his maze puzzle and like Ethan like raises up the um Ethan like raises up a boat and like, you know, while he's being chased by like these lichens and like horrible fish guy, he finds time that goes, Huh. I caught a big one, guys. <laughs> like, he's such an idiot. I love he is him. An idiot. Oh my god, I love Ethan Winters. He's probably one of my favorite Resident Evil protagonists. You know, like, um, do you know what happens at the end of Resident Evil Village? No. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just remembered. Resident Evil Village's DLC comes out this month. Oh my god. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, timing. I'm so. Ex- like, do you care about spoilers for Resident Evil Village? No, you gonna play anytime I'm, soon? I'm probably not um, playing anytime soon. So you find out at the end of Resident Evil Village that Ethan. Uh, died in Resident Evil Biohazard technically. Really? <laughs> yeah, he technically died Holy when Jack ba- when Jack Baker curb stomped him when you first like meet him. Ethan technically died there and he's just he and he's not really technically human. He is like that he is that mold stuff that made like Jack and them what they are. Like that's why he's able to get hurt so much, that's why he's able to reattach his hand. He just never really questioned it, dumbass. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. and like but like um, the main villain, Mother Miranda, tears out Ethan's heart, and his body can't really like heal all the way from that. So when that, so when he comes back, he has a limited time. That's you know the final. Like, that's when he does like the final push, and he fights Mother Miranda, gets Rose back. Uh, Ethan uh, then gives Rose to Chris. Uh, and gives Rose, his baby Rose, his jacket, and he takes the detonator, because you also play as Chris Redfield for a bit, yeah. and the game just, when you play as Chris, the game just stopped being a horror game. <laughs> when you play That's as always Chris, what happens when you play as Chris, because he's always got the he, guns, he's just a soldier. It's crazy, too, because, like, you play as Chris, because, like, Ethan gets his heart ripped out, and then the game makes you think that Ethan's gone, and you play as Chris Redfield. Then Chris walks up with his, his, like, four other, like, black ops soldiers with him. He gets, like, eight guns, grenades, and then, like, an airstrike thing. (laughs) You just just mow through these things that have been terrorizing Ethan. I feel like Chris Redfield has always been the reality of what would happen in a horror, where, like, the military (laughs) just steps in and is just like, fucking blow it away. (laughs) Like, Like, I had said to myself, like wow, Resident Evil Village teaches me the truth that no matter what what you are, a tall vampire, a a werewolf, a, a like horrifying zombie, you're not as scary as the fucking U.S. government, a white man <laughs> no, with a gun. No, no, no. <laughs> you're nowhere near as scary and powerful. But um, yeah. But after you you play as Ethan one last time, you beat the final boss, you get um Rose back, and you give her to Chris. 
and Chris takes her and takes your jacket because Chris actually planted a bomb at like the center of the village and then Ethan stays behind and sets off the bomb so Chris and his oh, wife okay. and Rose can get away. And but in the new DLC, Shadows of Rose, um, we uh, we're actually get to gonna we're we're gonna do a time skip in the future. We're gonna actually gonna play as Rose as a teenager. Oh, cool. Yes, and see what it's like. She's wearing Ethan's jacket and everything. I'm so excited. Yeah, that'll be really cool. And and then they're going to add in a playable Domitresk and um, Heisenberg and Chris to the Mercenaries arcade mode. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Resident Evil Village was such a fun game. I, I was going back to playing Biohazard, and I just like, I don't know, man. It's just it's just not it's not hidden. Like, I... I like Biohazard. I love Biohazard's game, but like playing Village, man. I'm like, man. I play it. I'm like, man. I wish I was playing Village. <laughs> just, you know, like it's got a cool aesthetic. The whole like inside a house, like you know, like aesthetic's really cool. It's just the combat is so freaking clunky. Yeah. The controls, the UI. It's just, it's just the quality of life improvements are just not there. Yeah. And, no. Like, Biohazard find... has a great premise. I mean, like you know, you're inside yeah. of this house of this crazy psychotic family. That's like trying to kill you like that's yeah great <laughs> you know that being that being said too like the um the 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 enemies the mold monsters are just so not as cool or interesting to me as the lichens because they're so yeah. like the the mold monsters their whole thing is that they're tall and they're black and they take a lot of damage and then they hit you and I think that's just such a cop-out, boring excuse of an enemy. Whereas, like, the Lycans were actually interesting because they had behaviors. They would feed. They used tactics. They used weapons. They had different shapes and sizes. They acted like humans, but also animals. Like, I think the one bit, like, if the mole monsters are like, oh, shit, it's a tall black thing walking towards me. Like, that's scary. But then, well, I'm like, okay, this is just a Norn because they're just bullet sponges. If you have me fighting a Lycan, like, I could one-shot a Lycan, but, like, eight more surrounding me, I think that's a lot more effective than just oh this thing is just sucking up all my bullets you know like there's oh, another man. thing there's this black shadowy thing in front of me oh man that's really scary and then all of a sudden it starts crying oh god it has feelings <laughs> <laughs> there's a mo there was a really cool moment in the village that still like stuck with me really hard and that's you, you actually played this bit because you played through this intro yeah. when you walk you know when you get the shotgun right before how the lichens just sit on the house and just watch you yeah like, wasn't that so fucking, like, the reflection in their eyes, they just stared at you? Like, wasn't that so fucking creepy? That You're like, oh really my cool. god. Like, it's like, oh shit, these things are thinking. There's a logic there. That's actually very scary, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it, was, it, was such a, it was such a cool, I fucking adore Village so much. It was so <laughs> fun. You know, um, there's, uh, obviously, like, we've, we talked about, like, horror movies and horror video games in the past, but I feel like we never really delved into horror TV um yeah we don't um I'm trying to think what's some good horror shows out there there's of course the big ones american horror story who i sadly fell off i've i watched i'm not I watched... talking about like shows made to be a horror like american horror story i'm talking like i'm talking like cartoons and stuff like that that have made it or like episodes of shows that like inadvertently made horror like american dad with that fucking the episode with the uh, with the, the Nighthawks episode. Yeah, that the Nighthawks. Really fr- that was really freaking good. Yeah. I did love that one as well. Um, that again, that 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 has one of my favorite things about heart. Like one of the most easy to use tools in heart, and that's just like suspense. Just like yeah. the build up. Like then that's what made it so scary. And then like the actual and it made the like reveal. Like oh shit, this is actually like terrifying. Um, 
There was one. Oh my god, Invader Zim when Zim's like harvesting all the organs. Oh my god, that was horrifying. I remember that episode. It was so. It was like that traumatized me as a kid. Where he's like <laughs> when he's like stealing all the organs from the kids and replacing them with like stuff. I and don't remember that episode. Dib just kind of bought X-ray goggles, which I'm like, how does he have a kid that has that? Yeah, right. Um, there. I mean, obviously, like in in many different forms of TV shows, there's always like a Halloween episode and stuff like that. Like, um, but honestly, like, like you can go ahead and say that Ed, Ed and Eddie, the Halloween episode, was like really good, which it is. Don't get me wrong, I like that episode okay. a lot too. But I feel That's, like. Uh, I feel like the horror uh, episode for for them would have been the one where Ed turns into a monster. That's exactly what I was thinking because that was so fucking cool. Because the, the vision went red and they actually tried to like stop and they t- took off the helmet. I'm trying to think what's another like good horror one too. I remember when um uh and kids next door had like the senior citizen zombies and they were like turning people into senior citizens and shit. Oh, that yeah. was also kind of cool. Um, God, I'm trying to think it was anything else that like creeped me out like really bad. Um, hmm, I'm not sure. Oh, all the reg- all the regular show stuff was fucking like great too. Like all of their fucking um, oh my god, horror each episode of regular stuff. show was like gold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just get everything just gets crazy blown out of proportion. Like that's such a genius idea for a show. <laughs> I, I thought of I thought of like it's not really horror episodes, but it's like it had horror elements. But I thought of the two from Gumball when um uh, the ghost possessed Gumball and would eat things just so she could eat stuff, and she like ate the um. She ate the donut coffin. <laughs> He's like, oh, pop us down, pop us down. That, and when they had to like get rid of the spirit of jealousy, like jealousy, jealousy. Be gone. Yeah, that like, one was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was like an like, Exorcist episode. Yeah, it was so funny. A um, thing with Gumball that I've been trying to like pay attention to is somebody. I don't know if this is real or not, but somebody spotted that in each episode of Gumball, there's a creepy-ass clown always lingering in the background of each episode. I think I've heard about this. Yeah, there's just like... They made a joke about that clown in one of the episodes, I remember. But, like, apparently in each episode, there's he's just in the background. Like, usually staring directly into the camera. Um, hmm. And it's just like... Anytime it pops on TV, I've been trying to try like spot it myself, but I haven't been able to, and I don't know if it's real or not. That's the thing. I <laughs> that's some that's some that's some shit that's fucking with you. Um, speaking of uh horror and television, did you watch uh, Werewolf by Night yet? I did. Oh my god, wasn't that so cool? That special <laughs> was really cool. Like, like honestly, this- like the 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 whole attempt at keeping the film grain in there with the black and white, I thought that was just awesome so you know? like if you can just, if you if marvel focuses on stuff like this if we just get like a bunch more shit like this and like other less like give me like a demand special like a comics give me a four bush man give me big wheel you know like <laughs> that was so cool you know and yeah. having, like working in character like elsa bloodstone it expands the universe so much i was like yeah no there's like a dark magic side to this now seeing like characters like elsa bloodstone man thing and the werewolf by night like that was so freaking cool like that there's fight that scene alone notice with marvel that seems to be really working for them in this new phase is when they have standalone stories that doesn't involve like the main crew it, they seem to be big hits like yeah. we see it we saw it with moon knight and <laughs> we saw it with um with werewolf by night where we saw it with uh miss marvel and i, I get everybody seems to be seeing it with she-hulk too i haven't watched she-hulk or like all of miss marvel but um 
you know, it seems to be working, you know? And I think that's one of the things that really, like, that really, like, stays true with Marvel is, like, you know, obviously, like, they have their mainline comics and stuff like that, but some of the side stories were always very interesting that are own standalone stories and stuff like that. If we can get that in media, I think it would be really awesome to see. I, I'm trying to think, like, who else, like, they could do something like this for, like, you know, like, I think, like, oh, man, like, like, like Ghost Rider content, man, and shit like oh, that. Oh, dude, Ghost Rider would be awesome. Yeah, I'm trying, and, like, also, like, I would love, like, um, like, I'm trying to think, like, because, like, if you could do, like, like, I would love, like, a 1940s-style, like, period piece, you know, and, like, do, like, do, like, the Invaders, you know, because we already know that the OG Human Torch existed in the MCU. You could do, like, oh, while the Howling Commandos and Captain America did this, the Invaders made of, like, you know, yeah. like, fucking Human Torch and, like, get, like, um the Wizard and shit, or, or, like, the, you know, and, like, bring in, like, those characters and have them, like, well, while the Howling Commandos did this, the, 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 the Invaders are doing this, you can have it, maybe they encountered not more or something like that'd be so cool i think uh, this is gonna be the weirdest fucking thing to say but honestly the premise of a sleepwalker show could be a hit <laughs> uh, spe- uh change subjects i was curious like we always talk about like you know like other things they think in horror horror tv like we should probably talk about wrestling and pro wrestling and it's many horror aspects and shit like that oh yeah you know f- Going back to things like The Undertaker, The Boogeyman, you know, like, uh, as we saw the show we were at recently, Extreme Rules, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Dude, that pop for Bray Wyatt was so fucking loud. Like It was amazing. It was and crazy. It was so- it was so cool to be in the arena and experience the moment like that where they all started popping up. The only one I actually saw was Sister Abigail. Everyone else I couldn't see, but I heard I saw the, the rabbit. I- I saw you, and I like it was such a cool experience, and it really adds like the whole horror aspect because like I heard the pops in the arenas, and I had you point over there, over there. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and it just kept yeah. adding to like the mysticism and like the whole like aspect of it. I remember like well, I'm trying to think, like was there anyone in who like actually like freaked me out? I think the boogeyman kind of like creeped me out a little bit as a kid because he, you know he actually oh, yeah ate because he'd be eating worms and shit. Yeah. That was fucking like horrifying. Yeah. You know, I like. I, I remember, like, oh, my God, I'm trying to think of some of my other favorite, like, just, like, spooky, just, like, moments in, in like, wrestling. I think there's, oh, my God, um, Undertaker sacrificially marrying Stephanie McMahon yeah. and then Stone Cold coming to rescue her. And then you find out that Vince McMahon was the one who put Stephanie in the position to be kidnapped and, st- and like, fucking, and fucking <laughs> sacrificed the Undertaker. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, that was... That was weird. Yeah. I always felt like WWE with their like. Remember when they were trying to do that weirdo trope with like King Booker at like WrestleMania the- like twenty two, <laughs> where like that was when Booker fought. Uh, oh, that's right when they met all the weirdos. That's yeah, right, like it, it was. There was like Goldust and Schnitzky and stuff. <laughs> Goldust, yeah, Schnitzky was sitting there, like like licking feet or something, and he yeah. had Eugene with Ted DiBiase. He's like, yeah, yeah he embrace the weird. Oh, we're going to beat the boogeyman, Booker. He's like, yeah, take the worms. And <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, my God. I enjoy Um, I remember the- it was also, a- there was a Halloween special of, um, uh, oh, there was a Halloween special of uh, SmackDown. And they were all in, like, costume and shit. And uh, there was this podcast that I- and they were playing a clip of. Because, like, Eddie Guerrero was Zorro. And, um, uh, 
Chavo Guerrero was like, I think he was like Zoro Saiki or something, but like he was just wearing like a sombrero and like a poncho. Mm-hmm. And this podcast I was listening said like, yeah, Eddie Guerrero is Zoro and Chavo Guerrero is Chavo Guerrero in a hat. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's so mean. But uh, yeah, no, I, I always enjoyed like a uh, good, good, good Halloween special for like wrestling other stuff. I think what other like good like Halloween special Halloween episodes. Uh, I remember just watching Goosebumps as a kid all the time. Goosebumps was so fucking. Oh cool. my god, Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark used to fucking freak me out as a kid. Like, I was more of a Goosebumps. I didn't really watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. I was a Goosebumps kid. Are You Afraid of the Dark was okay. Um, you know, looking back on it now, it wasn't as good as it was when I was younger because you don't mm-hmm. notice all the bad acting and the. And just the dumb scenes and shit like that, but you know it was it was good at the time. You know when you watch that shit as a kid, I think what freaked me out the most about Are You Afraid of the Dark was just the theme for it. Like it was it was so ominous and eerie, and it was like. <laughs> Meanwhile, you had goosebumps. Like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, getting turned with the ghost G, turning everyone into fucking. I remember I remember back in the day I used to go to like an after school program um, after school because my mom would work until like five every day. Hmm. So like she wouldn't be able to pick me up right after school when I was young. So I couldn't stay at the house by myself. So, yeah, I used to go to an after school program called Cares. Um, So like we we, I remember they would take us down. It's funny. Cares was like the detention in my middle school. Really? <laughs> if you went to Cares, that was bad. We that Cares was like good. when you like were really bad. Yeah. Yeah. We had a we had a Cares program that uh you know they after school they they would call out people for Cares and you go in the line and they take you down to um where was it uh it, the school's right around the corner from where I live now but it's like um mm. you know it, it was like it was like a basement I think it was like the the basement of the school um not like creepy basement or anything like that it was it was made to be like a cafeteria kind of thing mm. but um i gotcha so we would chill down there and there would be like games and stuff like that for us to play and i remember they uh they had like two cutoff they had like a cutoff section uh with like curtains and stuff like that because a lot of people wanted to watch goosebumps around halloween season but there were a lot of like younger kids like we're all young kids so it's like you know some of us were too afraid to watch it so we used to sit behind the curtain and we would do our own thing um, like whatever we brought, we play with that or like play with toys and games and stuff like that. But I remember mm. I would sit in on the Goosebumps watch watching sometimes. And like, I remember I would go home that day and I'd be like, oh man, if I put on this mask, will it come off? <laughs> what if I have the cursed mask and I just don't know it yet? <laughs> There's a, there was a really, um, I think the one Goosebumps episode that just stuck with me was just slappy, man. There was something about that puppet that just fucking terrified. It's because it's a horrifying-looking like. puppet. Like, that is a scary-ass <laughs> puppet. It's just the way he acted. Like, I was terrified of Chucky as well as a kid, because I'm like, oh, my God, my toys could kill me? Like, what? <laughs> like, no. Like, I don't want that. I'm supposed to have fun with these. This well, is supposed yeah, to no. be, like, Toy Story. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, other stuff that, like, turns to horror really cool. And I remember... um what was it? Uh, Star Wars actually has done a really cool horror thing with um, these monsters called like the Nameless or like the Shrieker I Cry. Yeah, and they look like they look like mini Cthulhu's and shit. But like, if you're like a Force user or a Jedi, then like you can't like 
they like they like affect you because if you're anywhere near it your vision glows blurry you can't focus you start like fucking like puking and shit and they'll and they fucking like just drain you and eat you till you're nothing but a fucking like pile of this like fucking like mass and shit and then they show what it was like to be like in your head how like you hallucinate you can't see right but not only that they go into your memories and they make your happy memories scary and they make oh, your man. happy memories terrifying. Because there was a Jedi who was killed, and they were, like, on a roof. Like, they remembered, like... First off, this was one of the most wholesome things ever. When it snows on Coruscant, Master Yoda used to take the younglings out on the roof and play in the snow. I thought that was the cutest shit ever. That I'm like, cool. oh, my God. But then um, she remembers that one day she almost fell off the roof. And Yoda caught her with the Force and put her back on the snow. Uh, the monster went into her memories and changed it so that she fell and kept falling into the ground. I'm like, bro, that's horrifying. Like, to, like, go into your happy memories and make them, like, scary and terrifying, that's a whole other level. Like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, it, what, go ahead. Another interesting thing I'm looking at, like, playing around with horror, too, is in, like, Dungeons & Dragons and D&D. Because, like, there's a... Um, there's a... There's a, there's a campaign I have called Curse of Straw, which we actually will be playing soon. Yeah. Um, which like it it does have a whole section like here's how to do horror and build up to horror in D and D. And I always and I always and I just remember like do sometimes it's the simple thing. So you know like last time we played uh, a character. I said I didn't think it was gonna be such a big moment for you guys, but a character like you know when when the sh- when the um when the general like or not or like well, when Lara Porter shoves her sword into the captain, that you guys having that reaction was such like a shock to me because I didn't <laughs> think it would be that big. But I remember like oh yeah, like they're just like investing. They just watched her like just gut this dude with a sword. I think and you it guys was little- just the total shock of like this is a person that she had been working with for several years, and from literally the moment that like we first met her and d- explained to her that his ship wasn't stolen that his crew voted him off the ship and threw him off she immediately turned on him you know yeah she's she's a very practical woman and also like she didn't like working with him in the get-go but yeah no it was it was so it, like just to have you guys like I, it's so crazy to me to like describe like like because I, I think i tend to do this thing where like i overthink like i have to make this look really cool but i also remember like no like the very like simple actions are very simple descriptions really do like get like uh like like for instance like the one moment when like um you guys are tied up and uh adam's pet uh flying monkey buffkin snuck on and like buffkin and buffkin rolled high on his stealth check so i decided no i'm just describe this moment as simply as i can where like you know the one guard turns and buffkin like with his arms up like goes oh and just like turns <laughs> with him as he turns with him but like that got a popping you guys laughed at that and actually reacted to that like yeah. that's so cool and i thought like oh and i always thought like i surely should or that mentality should be taken to horror as well, you know, where it's like, okay, like, just describe, like, you know, like, very simply, but also, like, I think another thing is just is, you know, like, don't give everyone all the details, because it's much scarier to not know what you're up against than to, you know, than to know what you're up against, you know, like, someone, like, I think once just was, you know, like, say, say, like, say, like, you find claw marks, like, build up to the creature, but don't give away too much details, I'm like, that's yeah. actually, that's very clever, you know, like, make it, it scary. Leads, it you know? leads us to, to wonder, because one of the things that seems to work really well when it comes to when it comes to horror is leading like the most horrifying thing that you could possibly come up against is your own mind um, yes yes so yes. when you're describing this when you're describing certain things to a group of 5 people 5 maybe 6 people each one of them is thinking something different 
you know? Yes. Somebody, obviously, we all know that there's some sort of monster coming up, but what that monster looks like could be completely different in each of our own heads. And mm. I think that's what adds to, like, the proper D&D horror. It's just everybody expecting it to be the thing that they picture in their head, and when it's not, they're like, oh, my God, no. Yeah, it's, it's even worse. It's funny you mention that, the whole, like, head thing, too, because, like, uh, have you, do you care about spoilers for, like, Nope at all? Are you going to see Nope at all? Uh, probably not. All right. Well, like in Nope, there is a sequence with a chip. There's there's a there's a sitcom, uh, in Nope where that that's like it's like a flashback to a because there's a character who was like a child star and a child actor, and okay. he was on a sitcom with a chimpanzee, uh, and what happened and like the chi- it was like it was like a family with the mom was an astronaut and the dad was a scientist and you know it was a family and the kid was adopted i believe and they all and they had this pet chimpanzee and that was like um and that was the uh um that i'm sorry that was the uh that that was the joke like that was the sitcom premise and it, it was a very popular sitcom while they're filming one day they they film an episode called like Gordy's birthday because the chimp's name is Gordy. Uh, the balloons go up, but the balloons pop, and they don't have an animal trainer on hand. And you know it's a loud noise. The chimp loses it and brutally mauls and like kills people on set. Oh my god! Jordan P- Jordan Peele is very clever because he doesn't actually show you the mauling. He just plays this because like what happens is the um. The chimp, like the chimp, the balloons leave the box, and then the the and then the balloon just pop, 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 and the camera cuts to like the kid's point of view, and he's under the table. All you see is like the girl's feet behind the couch, and the chimp is like covered in blood. Goes over to like the girl behind the couch, and all you hear is her screaming, and you hear flesh tearing, and that's all you ah, hear, so and you don't you to, see. It leads yeah, you, and you to don't think about see. what is possibly happening at that point in time. Yes, and there's an even scarier one. There was one. There was one that was even scarier for me because I'm like, that's what I would like. That's what I would do when like the ch- the guy, the dad, the guy, the actor who's playing the dad was hiding. He like runs down, and the chimp like sees him and kind of like stands in front of him and kind of looks at him. He goes like, he's like, Gordy, don't hurt me. And he tries to run. He runs out of view of the camera, and you see Gordy like run after him. All you hear is crash, bang, scream, 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 <laughs> crash, bang, scream. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. It's the fact that you don't see and don't know, and you're brain is filling the picture it's like that's horrifying you know like it's, it it's so good yes there's um, <laughs> i think i did read an article that apparently there's a horror movie that came out recently that is leaving people who go see it in theaters they're throwing up and they're passing out no um, what for for what uh, just how fucking terrifying the movie is apparently wait wait which movie um i forget what it's called but it's some movie about a clown i know that it's mm-hmm. not like it or anything like that. Let me see. It just came out? Yeah. I don't know. Um there's Smile that I heard was really good. Um Barbarian is the newest horror movie that I know nothing about. I think it's Sam Raimi's new movie. It's a horror movie so real that people are throwing up and fainting in theaters. The movie is called Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2. Oh, so it's a sequel. Yeah. But, but like people uh, not, are tweeting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Correct myself. Bar. Let's correct myself. Barbarian was not directed by Sam Raimi. I thought it was. It's by by Zach Kreger. But um, yeah. No. Uh, it's called Terrifier Two. Yeah. There's people tweeting shit like my friend passed out at the theater. Ha- theater called an amb- ambulance. Highly recommended. And like Terrifier Two is so gory. I puked in my popcorn. Like oh Jesus Christ. A film festival oh, yeah, this is is, go- is giving vomit bags for people going to watch Terrifier 2. You've got my attention. You've got all of my attention completely. Tell me more. Like I kind of okay, want to yeah. go see this. 
I, I probably not a favorite movie I can go see in theaters. Like us, like Nope was enough for me to go see in theaters too because like I don't know, like I it's I don't like I don't know I don't mind being grossed out, but like when I'm made uncomfortable, like there was a scene in Nope that made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, like it's just like ah, man, I kind of see like that's the thing. It's the morbid curiosity. It's exactly. like you don't want to see it, but you do want to see it. I kind of like, want to huh. see it because it takes a lot for me to vomit, and mm. but. I have I have passed out a couple of times in my life, so it's like maybe maybe I will. Oh I don't God. know. That's, I kind of want to try I, it. I don't know if I can watch something like that like in theaters. I'll probably just have to wait and watch. You know what? Um, you sh- um, there was one scene where like I I generally had to like turn away and nope. Uh, with the scene with Gordy, but there's another scene where like the big you again you don't care about spoilers for nope, right? Yeah. Spoilers for note, but you find out that the big thing that they thought was an alien spaceship is actually just like a very large creature. It's just it's a very territorial predator that just flies and eats people. And um you f- and you find out that Stephen Wen's character was like sacrificing horses at it as like a show because he thought he could like tame the predator. But the thing, like the creature, like they call it Jean Jacket, ends up like going it, it it ends up not caring and ends up like saying fuck it i'm gonna go wild now and actually ends up eating steven wen's character and, like he has this whole like per show he had playing he had an audience there and he ends up eating them and the the camera goes inside and it shows them being like swallowed up by the creature and it's <laughs> horribly claustrophobic wow. all you see is all you see is people being sucked down in the esophagus and you hear the screams and just like the uh, and it's like it's all like red and pink it's like literally going down the throat it's like it's like um you've been to the heart in like um the franklin institute yeah Imagine that, but like you can't move and it's sucking you forward. Oh and then, like, man! And then it and then it gets to a bit where you just like hear a woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it gets to a bit where you hear a woman, sc- and then like it, and then like it gets to the bit where she gets the end. She looks up and she just like screams. And then after that, you see all this blood rain from the creature. It's so fucking cool. That is crazy. That's why I recommend if you have horrible claustrophobia, do not watch. Um, nope, nope is <laughs> horrible if you have claustrophobia. Yeah, man, that that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's su- it was such a good movie. Again, it's the only Jordan Peele movie that I actually had to turn away from. Like, I can't, I I can't do this. Oh no, this fucking I'm I'm looking up more of this Terrifier too, and goddamn, I I'm very interested. <laughs> I might yeah, have to. No. I'm supposed to be going to Tim's next weekend. Maybe I'll see if he wants to go see it. Oh god. Oh it's wait, only, is that, is that... it's only releasing in like 850 theaters, so I'd have to see if it's playing near him, but. Oh my god! All right. Well, I, I honestly like I, this was a jam packed episode. I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We talked. We talked a good bit. In this yeah, one. I'm. Yes, I'm so excited to be back. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for another yearly annual installment of Boogity Boo. It's a podcast. <laughs> We'll have three. We'll, we'll have two more episodes after this one. Um, I looked forward to talking more spooky horror things i've had more idea we can talk villains we can talk um our instances i got a good idea for next week what do you want to talk about let's do a teaser for the peoples i can tell them my ghost story that i had as a child you have a ghost story as a child oh my god we're gonna we're about to trauma dump next week (laughs) next week the trauma dump oh yeah we yeah I, i can't wait all right peace out everyone goodbye everybody thank you